Assalamualaikum dan salam sejahtera. Anda kini mendengar Meeting Kau. Where we dish out not betola, but gila-gila opinion. <laughs> With your friendly neighbors, myself, the often dazed and out of it, Jimbota and the shh. <laughs> right, Izo. Yeah, I don't know what that was, but I mean, it's something sexy. <laughs> yeah, because we're gonna have controversial yet. I a guess must. A, a, a conversation that we need to have, I guess. Yeah, what well, so Roy just like went one eighty. He was like Gila just now. He's so serious, but it is a serious topic today, you guys. So we hope you guys can have an open mind while listening to our podcast, and you know, just. It's just basically our two opinions about it, and we would love to hear what you have to say about it as well. Correct. <laughs> Roy, okay. Um, it's it's nothing new. I mean, it's it's a part of season two actually. Roy is he's trying this new method of talking in one word responses. <laughs> yeah, because there yeah, you, know, you go. See, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. You know. <laughs> Yeah, no, just right, kidding. guys. I forgot to say, what's new with you, Jimbota? Okay, so I don't know. <laughs> well, okay, on something that I noticed this week is that for the past few weeks, I have not had anything fulfilling happening in my life in terms of I haven't done anything exciting. Like I did, I have not. I've been. I've not been like watching stuff. I'm like been submerged in work. I've been teaching two classes a day because yeah. I we we're gonna have two long weekends next by next week and next Saturday the yeah. the first of uh, January basically. And well, I guess what's new with me? I've been contemplating on career choices, I suppose, mm-hmm. and uh, been researching about stuff. On um, uh, what can I be in like with whatever experience that I have, but also another thing, I actually had uh, uh, an offer, uh, not offer, but I was invited by, well, SPA sent me an email um uh, to do the examination, so I went up yes. online. I, I sorry, yes sir. <laughs> so I went up, I went up uh on um. Instagram and I hit up some of my friends who actually done these exams, yep. and they've screenshot their examinations. Right, yep. dude, I there's there's a portion called uh menyelesaikan masalah, okay, daya penyelesaian masalah. That's right, that's what you call it. Yeah, I thought I was like, oh, okay, critical thinking, no problem, psychology background, just gonna wing it. You thought, <laughs> you thought, dude, I saw the well, I mean, what could be the questions? Yeah. Dude, they're like algebra questions. Yeah. It's like, okay, jika Ali membeli 50 gantang beras, kemudian memberi uh, 3/4 daripada gantang beras itu kepada yang memerlukan, berapa ke? Ah, oh berapa kucing wah. dia ada? Ah, berapa kucing <laughs> yang dia ada yang belum beranak lagi? Ha. <laughs> Kau rasa? I mean critical thinking. That's not That's I mean, that's, that's why our politicians are like that. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
<laughs> but honestly, like, that's, um, I get, it's not critical thinking then. It is def- a definition of penyelesaian masalah in terms of, we have Matt's question for you and how do you solve it? That kind yep. of thing. And it's like, that's, that's like the whole exercise book for it as well, right? Ada orang like, like compile all the questions and the answers and it's out there for you guys to actually explore it. If I'm not wrong, like, I had I had friends that have done the exam. Actually, you're right. Uh, I uh, I'm following on Telegram when I was fired from my uh, well, I don't want to say that when I was let go <laughs> of my old company. Uh, you I you fo- left. Huh? <laughs> you left. I left because they asked me to. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, um, I followed this Telegram on you know, pekerja, pencari pekerja, and whatever, and um. A lot of the people shared like where you can buy these books, how to answer the questions from SPA, and I'm like, I'll get to it when I bit. But it, the the position that was offered wasn't the one that I wanted. It's like something, sorry, which is what? Pegawai pentadbiran rekod kesihatan. What do you, what is that you ask? Well, let me tell you. It's just basically you keeping records of Malaysia, of whatever Malaysian clinic or I don't, I think so, like uh, that you are in and you keep record, like you file the record. That's it. But like since it's a pegawai level, that like an officer level, I have people underneath me, I suppose. So. It's not really interesting, but I do want to take the the exam just to give it a try, and hopefully the ones that I want do get offered up. Or any, any specific specific kesihatan though, or is it like general blanket term? I think it's like Kementerian Kesihatan. Okay, okay. Like I'll be working there if I get it, okay. but there like hundreds of thousands are, well thousands are applying yet. There's only like. A few positions, which is I think pretty normal for government. But uh, luck to you. Well, I'll definitely let you know how it goes in the next podcast. <laughs> Let's share it in the All next right. podcast. So okay, that's what's new with me. Pretty much is not much. So do you guys please pray for me if I do get it. Um. So, well, what's new with you, Roy Fizo? All right. Um. There's nothing much juga, Jim. Macam tu kan nak start. Okay, that's but, it for today's podcast. <laughs> but, okay, just like few days ago, um, what's his name eh? Uh, Kairi Jamaluddin, like, actually announced that we are getting the vaccine, the Pfizer vaccine. And then, he said, like, Guan Eng kind of asked him, like, who should get it first? And then he said, there's two school of thoughts. There's people that don't believe in the vaccine, they feel that, you know, the politicians should take it first. If anything goes, you know, they go (laughs) Or if the vaccine is good, we should give to those young really need it. All right. And then he settled with, um, for those up, for those young really need it. So I guess it's a fair settlement. And I think we shouldn't give it to politicians because what makes them so special just because they have to travel here and there uh they have you know the the cutting the lines and all that what do you think i kind of agree with guan eng i yeah. think he was the one that said that it should give to the ministers first right yeah. 
yeah. Solely because not all ministers, I say, not like all member of parliament or member of Adun, but uh, just give to selected few and let them test it out first and see how it goes. I <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, if something happens, then we know. We should change like, it. Sad. Yeah. KJ. Yeah, we love you, KJ, but we, I think, uh, no, but uh, in all honesty, because they're leaders, yeah. okay. that's it. Like, they lead, they take the first uh, metaphorical bullet for us, so just try it out. I mean, if the vaccine is good, then the next step is, the next layer is uh, the ones who need it. Yep. But but for me, I feel like the fear of vaccine is kind of like, deeper besarkan with movies, good. you know, like, can you imagine, like, takkanlah big company wants to release a vaccine that would be harmful? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, the amount of money that they're going to lose. So, it's pretty, I don't know, irrational to fear of the vaccine. But at the same time, yeah, I know what, like, it means to, yeah, because it's only a few months, kan? Don't check uh, the vaccine. Yeah, I mean, the vaccine just has been a few months on, on trial on humans and all that. So, I've think that it's fair to be afraid of the vaccine but it's not at the same time so I don't know so yeah that's that the other one is Pierre Andre is back guys uh, that's how he says on his uh, YouTube channel and I'm pretty hooked with his um, content though so but you know Pierre Andre he starts he's a Malaysian actor no yeah yeah he pela s some do it you know okay uh, jangan pandang belakang. Uh, he's the director and the actor. Oh, no. Okay. It's fine. Oh, wait. Okay, continue. I'll Google him. Alright. So, um, he's back on YouTube. I mean, he's been away from the industry for like, you know, sometimes. And I really like his content. Like, it's very like all cerita seram, cerita hantu. I literally had nightmares like two days in a row just because, you know, I watched those uh, reaction videos. And and yeah, guys, you you guys should follow him. It's it's very you know good content. It's about Chitantu, is it? Yeah, I mean reaction videos to Chita, like Hantu-Hantu clips and all that. And then yeah. his you know experience like directing movies Chitantu semua. Ah, okay, wait. Now I remember who Pierre Andre is. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, because I confuse him with Aku Mustafa all the time. Oh, okay. I mean they have pretty similar hairstyle. That's about it. Yeah, the typical Malay, <laughs> typical Malay hairstyle, tengah. All right, so I guess that's it about me and us and you alls can actually drop <laughs> what's new with you guys on our Twitter page and Instagram. At Metingkau. Yes. Yeah. I'm very bad at this. <laughs> no, it's okay. You're improving. Alright, why don't you, you know, segue us to the next segment. So let's talk about today's topic, yeah? So it's just the two of us, no Sosyosi Orang Kampung, it's just us. And today, for the first segment, uh, just the two of us, we're going to talk about adult education. Sexuality education. <laughs> it doesn't make it better. Yeah. It's, yeah, the, you know, pretty 
taboo topic actually. Definitely. It's been around, right? Like in parliaments and all that. Yeah. Like, people keep bringing it up, like you know, and there's a backlash every time that thing is brought up. So they're gonna like pick and choose what should be in this adult education, I suppose. But let's dive right in. Yeah. Um, what is it, Chimbota? <laughs> education that is sexual? Yes, very. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's pretty much it. You know, being sexual, being sexual with education, I suppose. But no. Um, okay, uh, this f- uh, form of education is actually to uh, give information and knowledge to uh, people about uh, having healthy decisions about sex and sexuality. So that is that form of education. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in particular, uh, we've come to know uh, sex education uh, to be related to youth, especially teenagers. Mm-hmm. So hence the controversy there. Yeah. I mean, where should we start the sexual education? Is it from home? Or should we have a formal education in school? Or should we wait until, you know, we are adults in university to talk about this kind of thing, right? But all boils down to, you know, I, I think who, is it? Yeah. Me throwing facts, but not really facts. Like, uh, they have this syllabus of what compromises, compromises? Comprises. Comprises. God, my English. Um, <laughs> like, the sexual educations, like gender, sexuality, um, uh, pregnancy, uh, STIs, HIVs, and all that. And, but I think when it comes to us, Malaysian, it's pretty different and pretty here and there. Do you agree? Yeah, um, I think the, we have to, because I want to go back to the question you asked. Who should be teaching it, right? Where should, should it start, right? I think as sensitive of a topic it is, it should start from home. Yep, yep. Uh, I feel like in the comfort of uh, a safe place, which I think every child uh, who comes from uh, a safe environment should, or not, I won't say child, it's a bit too young, a bit, their late teens at home. Okay. okay. And actually the reason, okay, okay guys, in, uh, in perspective, right? Me and Roy Fizo, well, I kind of threw this idea to Roy Fizo. <laughs> and this is because I actually taught my students, I teach uh, psychology, if, you, if those are new listeners out there. I teach psychology and uh, I teach developmental psychology to my students, uh, a subject called human growth. And one of it is we talk about different stages of life and adolescence is one of the chapters, right? Mm-hmm. And the main part about physical development for uh, adolescents is puberty yep. and the urges. So, um, and I th- we have to talk about facts. And teenagers are actually, it's like when they reach young adulthood, like early 20s, all the way, from early 20s, honestly, our uh, sexual drive declines, starts to decline, not at a big, like, fast speed but uh, it declines in a in a gradual uh, manner that was the ago for you right no it was a century ago it's pretty dusty down there <laughs> so um what happens is that uh, we are very uh, sexually driven when in our teens okay mm-hmm. so when it's in our teens that's why uh, sexual education is targeted at 
for yep. teenagers. Sebab kita, walaupun we don't want to talk about it, kita nak cakap semenintu ke apa, but these are facts. These are scientific biological facts. It's in our body. It is happening. Right. It and it happened. It happened to me. It happened to you, and um, even though mine was like a, a gajillion years ago, but it still happened. And I find that uh, not talking about it is a problem in itself. Right. It's and like sweeping it under the rug, kind of thing. Definitely. So um, that's why I find it very important to do to actually like I cannot like beg. Right? Can we talk about it, please? And he said, "Why?" It's like. Because I just taught it to my students, and I think it's a very interesting subject. <laughs> Because you know, you you know, like he's the wise one, and I'm the crazy one. So I'm like, no, let's just keep to entertainment. <laughs> But, <laughs> But I guess it's it's a good, you know, that we 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 go into this topic because you know I would like to hear from you as well, like yeah. this whole uh, discussion. Um, okay. Um, leading on to what you said just now, right? Like it is such a taboo, not only in Malaysia, Asian. But even in the Western countries as well, like sexual education is something that people debate to have it on in school or not until up to the day, up to this day. Why do you think? Well, uh, it's the fear. If you talk about it, it happens. I think it's, yeah. it revolves around that kind of idea. I just find that uh, what happens in in a lot of the countries is ignorance is bliss. And then mm. this kind of uh, this kind of education is when parents talk about the birds and the bees, yeah, that kind of uh, an- analogy. It's the same thing, but yep. people get so nervous about it. And I I don't have kids, so I don't know how it is, the awkwardness it is. But it's still not, it's still something we need to talk about in the end of the day. And I feel like ignorance is the easiest scapegoat uh, for us to not talk about it. And It's like oh they'll they'll eventually learn about it on their own. All right. I think it's about too late when that happens. So, what about you? Why do you think it's such a taboo? Um, I mean, I read it somewhere. Um, UKM did a uh, studies with it. It says that there's a whole argument that people keep saying that if we expose them early on, they will actually, you know, get it on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, actually, studies really says that. People who are actually exposed to sex education early, they will opt to abstinence, which is you know, not the the thing that we think that going to happen if we introduce sexual education in school. So, I think it's the whole mindset to it, you know. And yeah. and especially in Asia, I guess it's because we have that shame, I would say, to actually talk about these kind of things to our kids, and we just let you know. Teachers do it, and teachers pull up. Like, I don't feel comfortable talking about this. Plus, I don't feel I have the right syllabus for this as well. So I guess that's why it's not really happening in Malaysia. It's not, you know, it's not sexual education. It's not the right sexual education that people should be receiving. Yeah. Yes. And let me throw some facts to you. Uh, there has been research. Uh, I, I read this on Malaysian Insider. Uh, they actually have a graph. I think it was Malaysian Insider. I think. Uh, don't quote me on that. I could be wrong. We will link the. <laughs> no, I I can't find it. But yeah, I remember I read it, and it said that, uh, uh, in teenagers and adolescents, uh, the the most 
the highest number of uh, uh, sexual activities is actually be among 13 year olds. And I feel like that's pretty much something that we have to address, we need to address. And, and they're doing it because they're curious. We need to remember it's not something just external environmental causes. These are biological uh, urges that teenagers have. It's not about controlling them, it's making them understand what's going on. And yeah. But you know what worse? What is worse? Uh, that they don't actually know that it's actually sex. You know, like some people would like bigger person, bigger person. You know, the more are adults. Are in front of me again? <laughs> no. Like what I mean is like a person of a older age would touch their, on, on their, their body parts and all that and they wouldn't know that would be actually a sexual abuse, you know? Yeah. And they would just like hide it. So that's, that is even worse, you know? Like they don't even know that this should be reported to, you know, the higher authorities and all that. So not only for those who are curious, but those who don't even know that it is actually something, you know, a traumatic, I would say. Definitely. And what's been going on is that it's always the family pointing fingers at the school and the school pointing the fingers at the family. No, you should talk about it. No, you should talk about it. No, you should talk about it. It's in the end of the day, it's like, uh, you know, like, bola uh, bracun, like, don't touch the ball. That like, the ball is actually the topic of sex education. No one wants to touch on it. And, but you have teenagers. We will never, never stop having teenagers. And, and it's sad that number of cases, and this was two, uh, and it, the study that I was talking about was in 2019. It was just a year ago. And, um, and this, they compared it with 2018, and it, the numbers are rising. So there's a chance that in 2020, well, it could be lower because we've been going through, there's no school and there's like, we're in lockdown. Right, the, yeah, I know. <laughs> when there's a will, there's a way, basically. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I I, I see. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but okay, in Western culture, let's say if we're in America, um, we can't deny that their culture is more on promoting individual freedom. Okay. Yep. And they have the same biological uh, disposition as we do in terms of urges as well. But maybe their urges are more because of their cultural background and heredity and whatnot. But it's a known fact that teenagers will go through this. Okay, so it is important. And in, in, in America, what they do is basically it's like uh, in PE, physical education, yeah, yeah. they talk about this. But uh, I mean, we watch it in movies, you know, the, like, you know, the coach shows a video and how to, in you know, the banana and whatnot. But that's not something that we, like, we need to do. Yeah, you yeah. know. Not our education system is def- different from theirs, and the portion of sex education can be different as well. Which brings me to the next question: Like, should we have it in Malaysia as they do in Western countries, Jimbo? There's, I feel like we're so ingrained with that taboo of talking yep. about it that I feel okay. All right, I'm I'm a bit uh, torn about this. Because if you don't do it properly, yep. we be setting the adolescent, we be giving them knowledge about stuff. 
Okay. Yep. And uh, <laughs> and if we don't, they'll be curious and venturing on their own. So we are in like, we're having like Sophie's choice right now, basically. We're like, uh, we have to choose two, like we have to choose the lesser of two evils right now. Mm-hmm. So I would say, yeah, we should have it. But I don't know, if we don't have it in schools, maybe like parents should talk about it. That at least that law. What yeah, about we you? should have it to some extent, right? Like I, I believe the same as you do uh, in a way because I feel like, you know, uh, we don't have the cultural background of the Western and they talk about, you know, the freedom of doing the thing, you know, the How do you pronounce it again? Bijitima. Okay, they're doing the Bijitima thingy. So, in our country, like, we actually talk about sexual education in class agama, right? But it being talked, discussed in an environment where it seems so macam true, faham tak? There's no like repercussions, like real repercussions for it. Dia akan terus macam, oh kalau buat zina, dia malukan nama keluarga je. But that they don't really touch about, you know, the Why? traumatic experiences. They don't mm-hmm. talk about the pregnancy. They don't talk mm-hmm. about STIs and all that. So I think this should be included as well. Not to say that, you know, or they will expose to what is STDs. I mean, which is kind of good. Like, you know, when they know it, they would actually prevent themselves from doing it, right? Like, who wants to get those things, right? Yeah. So, I think back to 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 why why we should have it and why is it such a taboo is because of the name itself. To me, I I feel yeah. you know sexual education. People will be like throws sexual education sex. Mm. Be t- haram. Sex haram. Mm. But actually, we are not talking about sex. We are talking about you know personal growth, puberty. Um, pregnancy and all that, you know, it's bigger than just sex, you know, it's all like growth and everything. So I think we should have it with a different name because we don't have the the, the, the exact syllabus as the Western as well. And we don't really have to follow them, actually, if you ask me. I mean, the the education ministry tried to include it uh, in a part, I, I forgot what subject it was called, but it was like... Um, a part of a syllabus and um, it, and it's called reproductive and social health education and school syllables and after years of deliberation and um, the form of implementation it, it was not announced yet and there are like over 160 pages of guidelines that people uh, the ministries of education women and family and community development need to follow and I, I mean like you can go up online check up on these uh, guidelines and whatnot but I, I echo your sentiment of if you it's like Harry Potter uh, we, when we talk about Harry Potter we talk about Voldemort and what do they yeah. call him the one uh, one that Should shall not be named name, yeah. yeah it's because of uh, the fear of the name itself okay and it's it's the same thing like sex sex education in Malaysia Voldemort. is oh my God. It's Voldemort right <laughs> So, what did they change it to? Like, they changed it to something... Uh, um, I think, like, we should change it to another name. And definitely, I definitely agree with what you said. Uh, 
was proposed is reproductive and social health education. If yeah. it's still in the syllabus, then fantastic. Uh, like I think, like during my uh, you know um, ancient times, we study of the reproductive system in form three. Yeah, it's it scientific, right? It was it's, science, like mod yeah. science, and it was like okay, how the sperm travels into the uh, uh, reproductive system of women and whatnot. But that was it. Um, yep. But it was just that. But it was not talking about the uh, the act of it. Not say the act of it, but um, kind of the repercussion. Because I teach that to my students okay. who are 18, 19 years old. Okay. Yep. And like you said, like when you know more, you don't want to do it. Yep. Because like, if I were to teach about every single STI to my student, and I shared pictures, okay. I shared pictures yep. of those STIs. They were disgusted. I said, this is what will happen if you do it. So, um, I mean, I won't say they won't do it. I don't know. But it's more towards, uh, yeah, you can have the guidelines that the ministry is doing. But, you know, it's it's a mindset that we need to change first. Don't right. fear it. Do yep. something that we can actually use as something positive. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. And the delivery of the teaching as well, I guess. You know, teachers at school should feel no shame talking about it because you know you are an educator like yeah maybe you know to, to tell a kid something you know very but you know you're an educator you should have the professionalism in you i guess but who am i to say i'm not a teacher of like well <laughs> that's why I we am. Here. <laughs> uh, but you know when i started teaching that to my students um uh, before online classes uh, in my old college, they, they made faces. I said, where the heck do you think you all came from? Yeah. What do you think a uh, 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 burung merak suddenly came and, you know, passed it down to your parents? Merak lah, bangau lah. Kau tiba-tiba merak. Whatever lah, burung kat Malaysia ni kan. Burung merpati, terbang, bawa bawa engkau, pergi kat bapak engkau. Kau, kau rasa? No, this is the reality of it. Right. And I feel like you... um. Adolescents, uh, when when you teach these kind of things, you need to understand how they function as well. Mm-hmm. They hate secrets. They hate dishonesty mm-hmm. uh, at a bigger level than we do because as adults, we can still have empathic emotions. We can understand maybe why someone is uh, upset or distressed. Teenagers can't. They're still in that egocentric phase in adolescent where they feel like, oh, everything around me you know, it's it's it sucks and whatnot because they're very ego, still egocentric. Part of right. their brain has not fully developed yet. So are you calling me out? Huh? Are you calling me out? <laughs> are you a teenager? I don't think so. <laughs> He's gonna be eighteen next month. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, teenagers have a problem uh, in 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 not in understanding these kind of things. So. When we are dishonest with them, they 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 don't appreciate it. But if right. you're open to them and you make them understand, not say make, but you have them understand what is going on in the world and how it works, they have that level of maturity and you're developing that maturity. And I feel that is the thing that will help them prevent from doing these things. But when you ignore them, their curiosity, because teenagers have this thing where they always want to seek sensation. Yep. Is, there, is there adrenaline uh, developing, adrenal glands? And 
what happens is they were like, hmm, let me try this because they're curious and curiosity is a part of uh, their development as well. So if we ignore them, we actually feeding into their curiosity, basically. So I feel like uh, ignorance is not bliss in this kind of situation. Talk to them, but be smart with it. You know, it's going to be something difficult for us because it's going to be the first time that we do it. And because our parents and parents, parents before that don't, they didn't do it. So it's going to be difficult, but it's going to be rewarding. Definitely. But, but, but I, I think teenagers these days, they are much more open to this kind of conversation, I think, with the whole, you know, like medias and all that. So we are progressing to an extent. So I hope that we, we have a proper sexual education in school. And being to the last question, if we were to have a concrete sexual education in school, what should be in the syllables? Syllables. Syllables. <laughs> Syllable. <laughs> okay, I actually found a uh, a study. Um, in what year was this? Hold on. Uh, two thousand nine. It was eleven years ago. They did when this topic was uh still ongoing. And they did the study, the survey in among orang Kedah mm-hmm. on uh, the prevalence of sexual education. Dude, it was a huge number that of parents agreeing to have sex education in the syllabus. And as early at, at and another question they ask is at what grade level should sex education first be taught? Primary school. Okay. okay. So I feel like the why we're not having it is because we have the louder and more vocal people being heard rather than the majority. And right. um, that was just a little bit of side note. And in this study, they actually talked about what kind of inclusion topics that they yep. should have in this curriculum. So uh, the highest number. Uh, that they wanted to cover is Islamic view on sexuality because I think it's important because we don't want to differentiate religion and this kind of idea because it's a part of life. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, values of sexual abstinence until marriage, that is the second one. And uh, the third one was actually uh, between positive communication with family and parenting responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Uh so those kind of topics, and the fourth one is actually STIs, or mm-hmm. back then it's known as STDs. So these are like there are like twenty three topics that can be in concern of sexual education, not just the uh, sexual act itself, but more about social uh, psychosocial uh, uh, topics as well. And that was a very important aspect. And a lot of the sexual stuff it had very low uh, response of agreeance because a lot of people uh, didn't believe that it is important to have it. I feel like, okay, for me, what we need to have is talking about, uh, again, religion and uh, sexuality, what different religion talks about it, and what's their view on it. Uh, and then uh, abstinence, okay? What's, why is it important to have abstinence until you're married, okay? And, and you can't just keep the, to the surface of it. You need to go in depth. Why? Why is it important? You know, I feel like schools, I guess I'm promoting my the things that I teach, but I feel like psychology needs to be taught at some level in high school so that Definitely. they have critical thinking. Uh, you said it yourself, right? I mean, the last time we talked, like, uh, these people have no background of psychology and whatnot, and suddenly they go into university and suddenly, like, psychology, what is this? Yeah. Oh. What are you telling me that? Yeah, yeah, and, and 
actually my students are like what the heck are these terms uh they weren't exposed they weren't eased into it they had to like jump right in and and, and already know and i and the fourth uh topic that i feel like should be covered in the curriculum it's about uh physical and social changes associated with puberty and adolescence so that's yeah. a chapter that would be related to them so they'll be right. like ah because yeah. teenagers they love to 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 uh to find out things that they didn't know that like that aha moment you know mm-hmm. so okay again for me uh, religious study on sexuality uh physical and social changes associated with puberty and adolescence and the last one for me would be values of abstinence until marriage i think this should be in the curriculum yeah i agree with you <laughs> what about you roy <laughs> sorry i just ignore i know my point I, is i mean it. i don't really have much points to add but i feel like the body growth is one of the more important topics to talk about because we as a teenagers we go different uh, growth with you know the kids next to us you know and this is often you know like some girls would develop you know a bigger thing they would develop yeah they would develop and then some won't and this would create you know like internal dilemmas and all that and i feel like sexual education will actually fix that and one more thing that i think that we should talk about in sexual education would be the loss um of you know uh, sexual ab- abuse you no know, sexual crimes like you know stat- statutory rape how to pronounce that thing please statutory statutory please again did you just say jewelry <laughs> statutory that you know in 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 sexual education <laughs> yeah and actually in the statistics those kind of issues had like moderate response so okay. some parents didn't agree to it actually because they were too scared it's, it's too scary it's law it's <laughs> yeah. there it's like yeah. said, all the more scare them like you know seriously like scare yeah. the scare the bejesus at out of them and have them like oh because they won't know what's going on until like they do it so let's okay. just give them a heads up okay this is what's going to happen if you do it so yeah I agree with you as well. So I guess we have reached the climax of our conversation. You mean the closing? <laughs> oh, climax! I got it! I got it! I just got it! I just got it! <laughs> All right. Um. So, guys, what do you guys think? And it, that's just the you know our two cents. We would love to hear it from you guys as well because it's you know it's uh our teenagers is our future. And they are the ones that are going to shape the country. Okay, like that's what beauty pageant is answering. I would I would have said like watch out, uh, minister or representative, but you had to say beauty pageant. <laughs> Me, <laughs> boy. <laughs> All right, so um, guys, go to our Twitter page and Instagram again, and just leave us some comments, you know, about sexual educations. We really would love to hear it from you guys, and we would maybe retweet it if you know we feel like it needs to be heard. Or yeah, if anyone, no, it's like if anyone tweets at us, we would yeah. be happy to retweet it because someone actually t- tweeted at us. Exactly. Okay, but do it. Yeah. So um, 
um, I guess as a conclusion for my side, uh, education is not scary. Uh, the fact that you think it's scary is what's actually scary. So don't close one eye uh, on it. Talk about it. You know, they need help as much as you do. So you're in the position that I can actually help them. And yeah, like what Roy Fizo said, if you guys, you can, besides Twitter, you can actually go to our brand new Instagram at Meetinka and do follow us. We, we will upload all uh, snippets of the interviews that we've done. Yeah, uh, done by the fabulous Jimbo himself. So, <laughs> yeah. I cry every time I do it. I'm like, Roy Fizo, I'm in a dilemma. <laughs> I can't I do the promo anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wait, hold on. I have a new idea. Hold on. <laughs> I am very bipolar that way, but that is me. I accept myself. Education, got it. So do hit us up on uh, Instagram on Meeting Cup uh, to get like uh, snippets of uh, our new episode um, and share with us whatever that you want to share with us and DM us there. Uh, we'll have some polls here and there so you guys can vote uh, whatever topic that you guys want as well so just don't be shy drop in and say hi bye bye